I can't see my notes when I talk into the microphone. I mean, just as you see I'm fit. trying, but when it's in front of my face, I can't see my notes. Well, then you need to put your, your notes off to the side. <sighs> like I can't see off to the side. You need to sort of like do like this. I can't do it. Look at how big my book is. I mean, figure it out. But it's such a big book. Well, you're. <laughs> well, that's what you wanted. I take. I take notes on my phone. I know. <laughs> you just. You're I... the one who decided you wanted to do a book. It's a giant book. The giant book has a really good cover. It's it... so mysterious. Yeah, but the cover's just for you. I Who's like that cover it. for me. And Instagram. <laughs> Instagram. How many? How many photos do you take of that that you put on the Instagram? Maybe one. Maybe, Maybe zero. Maybe. It's between it's between zero and one. <laughs> but like future Instagram. <laughs> Just keep showing up and things. Exactly. I need, okay. I need stuff. Okay, you know, fair I enough. I need inspiration. Fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> it was quite a it was quite a day. Yeah. We got ourselves some food. So you good. Were, you were very very happy we got food. I was so happy. So happy. You tried to you tried to take a photo of it and we're like, I'm gonna take a photo of the food. And then whatever happened with that? I ate the food. <laughs> yep. Well, first you had to pay, take a picture of it at, at Mucho Burrito. While it was in the bag. While it was in the bag. And you're like, this, this photo's not going to look good. This photo isn't looking good. Like, well, you said that beforehand. I thought maybe I had a better, like, cinematic eye than I did. <laughs> I know it's not cinema because it's a picture. No, it's, it's wrapped up food in a bag. Maybe it would have looked like really cool. Like, wow. I don't know. I don't know Instagram. <sighs> I was so hungry. I so a little, a little bit of a pre-introduction in, into like the episode. So this uh, this episode has a lot of a lot of parent stuff. So much parent yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's it's sort of it's it's it's, go, it's not gone away from, but it doesn't focus on the Jason thing as much. No. It's like they realized they didn't write a very complicated mystery, well, so they well, had to distract us for a couple episodes. It's coming up with the it's coming along with the same thing that's been the other ones where like the pacing is super weird. Where where like they just want like one episode is this thing, and this episode is this thing, and like we can't really figure out how to f- We can't have plot points that bridge more than one episode. <laughs> yeah. That would be crazy. Yeah, yeah, no, that would be a how. How could people handle that? How could they understand they, that? They won't remember what happened last week. We have to be able to show them in like bite-sized pieces. <laughs> that's, at why the to, that's why of we have TV to show, show them that recap that doesn't really change too much. Previously on, you know what we need, Kevin? We need previously on for this podcast. I mean, you can just okay. Pre, all right, do it. Previously on mystery outsiders and abs, Aaron drank a very special beer that was very special. All right. We made some more Robo Archie goofs. The plot moved a mile a minute and there was no expository shots and we could not figure out what time of day or what day any of the plot took place on. It didn't move a mile a minute. Well, something moved a mile a minute. (laughs) I don't know if it was the plot. Um, Betty was Polly. Maybe. We don't know. Riverdale tried to deal with every issue ever. Yep. And we had our third party of a three episode season. Yeah. All right. That's what happened uh, last time on Mysteries, Outsiders, and Abs. Welcome to this episode of Mysteries, Outsiders, and Abs. That's hard to say when you're saying, trying to say it fast. Right? Uh, <laughs> Let's just call him Moa. It's well, fine. We well, made our own nickname. On this episode of Moa, uh, it is episode four, The Last Picture Show. The Last Picture Show. 
So it so starts out after we get through their uh uh their Previously recap, on. which is let's be honest, ours was much better. <laughs> yeah. It's much more interesting. We said so much more. Uh we have some more sweet over uh heavy handed symbolism from Jughead, mm-hmm. complete with uh the sign that says cl- the the drive through sign. It's actually he's talking about the fact yep. that the drive through's closing down. It says closing soon. But then the C falls off. And then it says losing, losing soon. soon. <laughs> like, Ooh. ah. Nice. But, nice. oh, I guess before I say my butt, FYI, Jughead works at the drive-in. This becomes yeah. very important. Yeah. We find out that, yeah, in, in the opening montage, we pretty much, I, we figure out in the opening scene that Jughead works at there. Also, Keller's finally doing his job. Yeah, he's sheriffing. Yeah, after, after two weeks, at least. <laughs> <laughs> of doing nothing. Of, of of when they found Jason's body, he's now interviewing people. And he is indeed the only cop yeah, in Riverdale. No, no, he's the only because one. Because there is no one there supporting him while he does all these interviews. Just Sheriff Keller. Just Sheriff Keller. Hit the grappling hook guys off doing his own things. Getting, he's, his grappling hook's in for repair. So he's not useful. There's <laughs> no bodies to find right now. <laughs> Um, I, I, I like the I like the idea that he sort of comes in and they're like, all right, we're going to do a, do a, a interview with some of the witness some of the witnesses there might be. And he's like, do you need something for the grappling hook? No, Jerry, no grappling. I don't think I could grapple something. Jerry, go home. Would you say that they're being that they're grappling with something? Because I could help them. I'm good at grappling. Jerry, no, we need to do cop work now. Okay, Mister Keller. <laughs> Mister Keller's me. Ah. <laughs> Well, you're the only other cop. It's true. It's Mr. Keller. I thought I was the mayor. No, it's it's Mr. Keller and what do you call him? Greg? Gary? Jerry. 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 Jerry the, Jerry the grappling hook guy. It's pretty good. <laughs> um, so then, in a shocking and astonishing turn of events, Betty has a voiceover. Yeah, yeah. Right? It just rant. Re- does she? Yeah, she reads her diary entry. Oh, voiceover. no, yeah, she does. It, it tra- Without any sort of like transition, transition, it just goes from Jughead doing his normal thing to Betty talking in her diary. Yeah, I think uh, she maybe alludes to the fact that she has a diary, but. I, I think that's the point. So it's supposed to be like, oh, look, Betty has a diary, something we've never seen before. Betty also writes things. Something we have never seen before, but is plot specific, yep. which is going to come up a lot in this episode. It's just like. Uh... Chekhov used to say Chekhov's gun Chekhov's gun but no Chekhov's gun's idea if you see something it's used later yeah and we saw it okay in the Riverdale way where they told us about it no okay fair enough because that's how things happen in Riverdale fair enough fair enough Uh, which goes to prove that Betty is more psychic because because she immediately assumes that um, Archie and Grundy are having sex yes also how does she know that Archie told the sheriff that he also heard a shot because presumably because they're all psychic. Like, this is not set up. That is not public knowledge. <laughs> well, hang on. No. No, 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 no. You're right. Archie never told anyone. Everyone knew the Cheryl. But, I but guess, Cheryl knew that Archie. So I guess everybody knows that Archie also heard a gun. Maybe oh, you know what? No, that is true because his dad referred. Oh, that's right. But then how? Why? How? Maybe the interviews are because, public. Because in the last one, his dad immediately was like, hey, 
I heard you were at, like, how'd you figure that out? Oh, the newspaper's really on top of things. Miss Cooper's crazy. <laughs> Maybe they, um, oh, Ms. Co- no, Ms. broadcast <laughs> all of those interviews. <laughs> Just over the, the, the yes. loudspeakers in the school like they do with everything else. Yeah. All right, Archie, time for you to give your, uh, your, uh. Your private testimony. We're just going to turn on these loudspeakers so everyone can hear. As you know, that's how we do it here <laughs> at Riverdale High. <laughs> but, like, Betty's. Betty's, like, idea is so weird. When she they, when jumps like, there immediately. Yeah, she's like, they were both at the river? What's the chances of that? Well, it's a small town. There's, there's a river. A and it's July. Yeah. July 4th. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. You know what? It's not that weird that two people are at the river at the same time. I think like, Betty's right. Absolutely. But, <laughs> but at no point is Archie like, I was standing at this curve of the river. Yeah. And then Dilton's like, I saw Miss Grundy's car at, you know, the curve of the river, yeah. the special curve. No, they said they saw it at the river. You know, a river. A giant river. <laughs> a long stretch of water. By the way, I figured out that last episode I kept calling it a lake. Well, there is a lake. Are they the same? I mean, the river, presumably the river runs into the lake. Okay. Or away from the lake. It's all the same. As rivers are wont to do. <laughs> Some rivers just river. Some rivers, rivers do just flow. river. But there usually is some sort of collection body of water. All right. Anyway, that's geography. <laughs> I haven't taken geography since grade nine. Uh, yeah, so Betty's upset about that. And then we cut to... Uh... A weird concert. Yeah. Why? Why I don't know. Miss Grundy Miss Grundy's a cello doing, concert? Miss Grundy's doing a solo cello concert on a rainy day in a gazebo in a park. And everyone's there and dressed up. <laughs> Yeah, it's very it's a big thing. And then you get you get this nice like sitcom setup where um, Mr. Andrews or sorry Luke Perry is like, "Hey, how will the three of us go out for food together? It'll be fun." We want to thank you for everything you did for Archie, which is and Miss Grundy, as far as he knows, nothing. At one point, Archie literally does the like hot collar thing because he says that she's very special. (laughs) Yeah, he goes, (laughs) and at at that point, (laughs) Luke Perry's like. I don't know why I uh, why I programmed him with you know Marx Brothers style uh, physical, <laughs> physical comedy. Gigs, but... I don't know why he's doing it right now either. <laughs> anyway, cello music. I should run some diagnostics. No, no, <laughs> not until summer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So John gets mad about the drive-in closing. And I thought at this point there would be more teen detecting, which there was, but, but not, not about that. the drive-in. No, no. Jughead's going around and doing. Actual, Everything. You know, and, and he's doing actual teen detecting. He's going around and, like, talking to people and mm-hmm. finding things out. The teen detecting we see in this episode is just breaking and entering. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> which is, like, not... Quite teen, de- not quite I, detective work. I feel like that's how teens would detect, though. So, so Jughead's not a teen. He's and, a grown-up you know, detective. You know what I forgot? Jughead's a ghost. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot he was a ghost. He's a ghost that everyone can see, but only when they want to. Exactly. Uh, we also learn there's going to be a party this episode. Oh, yeah, because they're going to have the big closing for the drive-in. Mm-hmm. So that means four for four. They're, each episode ends with a party. Yep. This one's not quite so the party, but still everyone gets together to one it's a location. celebration. Yeah. I want to know, and I'm sure this was just a throwaway line that doesn't actually add anything, but I want to know why Kevin wants to watch The Talented Mr. Ripley as the final movie of The Drive-In. I think he's attracted to... Matt Damon? No, Leonardo DiCaprio's Talented Mr. No, Ripley. No, Leonardo DiCaprio's Catch Me If You Can. Is he Talented Mr. Ripley? Is Matt Damon Talented Mr. Ripley? Yeah. Maybe he likes I Matt think. Damon. I just wanted to have a deeper reason. Like all of... Oh... <laughs> What? 
Well, it's about someone. No, telling Mr. Ripley is about someone becoming obsessed with someone else, isn't it? I've tell never the, seen no, this no. Telling Mr. Ripley is about Mr. Ripley who murders someone and takes his like. Is it telling us something? I mean, it, it, it could be a reference to something that comes up later, but it'd be weird coming from Kevin. <laughs> I know. I'm perplexed. <laughs> Ultimately, they decide to watch... Um, Rebel Without a Cause. Which also really syncs with the theme of the episode, so yeah. that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cheryl's all of a sudden a dick again. Yeah, she's not friends with them anymore. No, no. This, this, is, this is something that I talk about a few times of the fact that certain shows are not made to be binged. If we had watched those all in order and you're binging these, these characters would be strange and bizarre and going all over the place. We'd be losing our minds. Because we're, like, dissecting these episodes, we kind of notice it. But, like, Shale took a hard 180 twist after the last episode where they were at least cool. Yeah, she burned that book with Betty. Yeah. Maybe she just doesn't like Veronica again. I mean... Or her mom. <laughs> So Cheryl tries to bully Hermione, and then Hermione just bullies her right back. Because in Riverdale, parents love to bully children. That's, that's, well, that's all, that's all rich people know how to do, is just bully each other. Because <laughs> uh, I don't even remember what Cheryl's burn was, but it wasn't very good. No, but um, Miss Lodge's burn was like, when I went to, when I went to school, uh, we, you know, the difference between uh, wealth and class. And then she alludes to something like Cheryl's parents didn't know that, and Cheryl yeah. doesn't either. Which is unfortunate because now she is now Cheryl wants to cause chaos, which, as we know, is her just doing stuff, <laughs> using her telekinetic skills. <laughs> well, then, she doesn't even use her telekinetic stuff. skills in this episode. She just no, does she stuff. gets very upset with her, and then like stumbles into being able to do something because, as what happens, Cheryl's sitting outside in her car with her goons. And, and, uh, she and she just something. happens to see um, Miss Lodge talking to Skeet Ulrich. Skeet Ulrich! Yay! <laughs> the head of the Southside Snakes. And then she takes a picture the right, of it. Though, no, they do say Southside Snakes. They, they do yeah, refer they do. to that he's part of a gang. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so that's that was Cheryl's big plan. To hang around and hope she sees <laughs> something incriminating. Yeah. 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 Um, and now we get the something that I thought was going to be a bigger reveal, but it's super underwhelming. Archie's secrets out. Yeah, yeah. Because so Pop Tate's is literally the only restaurant in Riverdale, despite the fact that I saw a Dairy Queen behind Betty at one point. Veronica, it's not Veronica. Uh, Miss Lodge uh, loves Pop Tate's though. No, she's, I mean she. Oh no, wait, no. Gr- wait, wait, wait. What is wrong <laughs> Luke with me? Perry and Archie and Miss Grundy are at Pop Tate's. Yeah, I mean to be fair, they probably also love it just That's because. True. Because <laughs> they're from they get there. Their, their little tiny food and yeah, <laughs> they do love their tiny yeah. food. So yeah, Miss Miss Grundy and Archie and uh, <laughs> and uh, Mr. And- Luke Perry Andrews comes in. Yeah, they and, show up there. And Betty immediately is like, Archie, we need to talk. And Archie pretty much spills the beans immediately. immediately yeah, I said Archie gives it up so quickly. Yeah, but, <laughs> Betty's like, "Are you guys a thing?" And she's like, "And he's like, we're not a thing." And then like he's like. <laughs> Then, like, Are so- you? Something happens. He's like, can't lie twice. <laughs> His programming does not allow him to lie twice. He can lie once. Yeah. Yeah. But not twice. Not twice. If he's asked the same question, he's, it's, he's very much like a magical creature in that <laughs> That's way. What I was gonna say he's like a boss that you have to pass in a Pierce Anthony book. <laughs> <laughs> you have to ask him the same question. He can't lie to the same question multiple times. His programming's terrible. So yeah, he just reveals. Okay, we are a thing. Which Veronica overhears. Cause because she, just... she sees it and is like, this looks dramatic. I need to go outside. Yeah. Hey, I want to be in this episode. I want to do stuff. So, Kevin, maybe you can tell me why I wrote this. I wrote, when did she believe in him? 
What did I mean by that? Archie says... Um, oh, Miss Grundy yeah, believed in she him. She believed in me when no one else did. Like, she believed in your music when you told no one else about your music? And then as soon as you told other people, literally everyone else they believed, all believed in, you? in you? Except for Josie. But she gave that up pretty quickly when the Pussycats <laughs> yeah. were like, no, he's good. Yeah. So he, he's like, like, no one else believed in me when I didn't tell them about something. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> So, yeah, no, yeah. that's what that was. Okay. I also, I really appreciate that Veronica only has one coat. No. Nope. And it's her cape. It's, yeah, it's a Reaper cape. She's <laughs> literally the only coat she wears ever in this TV show. <laughs> and I really like that because that's a real good nod, A, to comic books, yep. but B, to real life. <laughs> Teenagers yeah. do not have 75 coats. Yeah, you like your coat. You wear your coat. Exactly. Awesome. She loves her cape. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Betty, upset by this turn of events, decides to... Not Google, because that would cost money. But they say Google later. Maybe the logo they can't show us? I don't know. She looks her up on Sleuthster. (laughs) Well, that's for teen detectives. (laughs) That is teen detective-specific search algorithms. Like, you don't even know. Maybe she has a special membership to it, because um, she has a teen newspaper, so she gets to access Sleuthster. This is made specifically for their, your teen journalists and teen detectives with search results that teen detectives and teen sleuths will want. Perfect. Perfect. So you that's slu- what she uses. You sleuthster. <laughs> it's not a good word to say. Oh, Kevin, I wish we were Mabim Bam because I'd buy sleuthster.com right now. <laughs> no, don't. And I don't know what I'd do with it. I mean, it's... I'd redirect it to my blog. I guess, yeah. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, it was a very underwhelming reveal of, like, Archie's big thing. But mm-hmm. that's that's out there now. Uh, yeah, and which means that Archie, of course, is just most worried about that Betty will write about him. And it's like, Jughead, how couldn't you warn me that she knew? And Jughead's like, I don't care. <laughs> I made the moral apathetic choice. <laughs> he says it in so much words, but it all just narrows down to, look, I don't care. I care about other things. <laughs> Do you understand how little I care? Look at these bags under my eyes. My life is really hard. This is a... Look, I have real stuff to deal with. We missed something. Uh, what? What? The credits. Oh, right. Yeah, sorry. B- between... Skeet Ulrich. Skeet Ulrich and... Moral apathetic claim. Mor- yeah, there's choice. the credits. Which I'm like, that should have been a little bit earlier because I think the... I think it should have been before the reveal. I don't know. There, there's something like just so underwhelming about Betty finding out about... It's Archie. the smallest thing ever because she doesn't find out. She For, like considering how, thinks it. Because you know how we spent three episodes watching like Archie deal with the drama of that. The fact he was revealed just randomly. And Jughead said he couldn't protect Archie. Things were changing forever. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Over dramatic voiceover. Yeah, it was a. It was a real letdown. It was a real letdown before even the credits rolled. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so he's upset. He's like, do you think that Betty will do anything? Smash cut. Betty's interviewing Miss Grundy. <laughs> Which, Which is so awesome. <laughs> the thing that I took most out of this episode is that Miss Grundy is just bad at talking to students. Yes. Because she's, she's, like, she's nervous with Betty for no reason. Because Betty, Betty, act, you know, she was bad at flirting last episode. She is very good at lying this episode. Her fake interview does yeah. not seem suspicious at all until she really twists the knife at the end. Yeah. But, like, she just seems like a positive student who's like, hey, I have the newspaper now. I want to interview the cool young teacher. And Miss Grundy, you know, can't talk to students because, once again, she's a sex offender. <laughs> and just everybody forgot that she told them. And the way that she speaks, she's very, uh... She's like, um, uh, well, yeah, no, I, yeah. I, I, okay. I'm from here and there. 
Yeah. No, I, there, no. Th- these are things that I did. Yeah. 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 yeah I taught at some yeah. schools. Which made me like, does she want to bang Betty now? <laughs> I said, oh my God, she is a runaway sex offender. I've made all these jokes, but it's real. <laughs> it's real. It's real. Uh, <laughs> and we learned that Miss Grundy taught Jason Blossom. Mu- private lessons. Done. Private music lessons with Jason Blossom. And we know how private m- music lessons go. They're Wink. referred to and then never seen. Wink. Wink. I'm winking into the microphone. Wink. Wink. Uh, no, this is when Cheryl right. comes up to her and just decides to rant. Start- Starts ranting and waving around this picture that does not look intimate or <laughs> no, private. It's two people standing two feet apart and looking at each other. And I don't even think she's looking at him. I think she's looking, like, at the ground. Like, <laughs> Cheryl's like, these are intimate pictures. And then Veronica's like, uh, no. Simmer yourself down. No, this is your mom talking with the leader of the Southside Serpents. And Veronica's like, we're the Southside Serpents. And then Kevin badly explains it once again. Yeah. Better uh, than when he explains the uh, sticky maple, but not great. Yeah, he's the, yeah he's not good at explaining things. Because then Veronica immediately goes to her mom and is like, they're thugs. And I'm like, you figured out about them five minutes ago. Mm-hmm. This, is the same thing, this is the same thing with the, with the sticky maple where she did not know what it was. Someone badly explains it to her and she fills in the gaps with rage. It's true. <laughs> now, this is also a super weird scene. She confronts her mom. Her mom gives her like a half-truth. Yeah. A pretty good half-truth. Yeah, yeah. Um... But her mom is chillaxing at home oh, no, with she's... a bottle of wine in her restaurant uniform. Miss Lodge is rich woman tired. <laughs> it's, like, ridiculous. She had a long day, so she's going to drink a giant glass of wine okay, I and do put that. her feet up. Kevin? Yeah? I also have long days. I also relax with a giant glass of wine. No, but do you, but do you sit in your super, like, giant chair? love seat to myself and I have a little footrest that I put my feet on but I change out of my work clothes into like some leggings and knee socks look, she, because look, I am as basic look, as it she's comes. a rich woman and rich women don't sweat I'm not a rich woman it's just it's just a biological fact if you have enough money you don't sweat oh that's the solution to my problem <laughs> all right on it natural deodorant no good getting rich perfect there you go it just blocks all your all your uh, no all factory smell the opposite of that. The thing that emits the olfactory <laughs> sense. Yeah, yeah. Kevin, I work in a med school. Yeah, you, but you're not, you're not a doctor, aren't I? Okay. So Jughead. Uh, no, we forgot to mention the cute moment where Veronica's mom talks to her in Spanish and gives her a cute Spanish nickname, and I love it. I don't. I think it literally. I think it means like little one. Yeah, yeah. But it's just cute. I just recognize it because it's the it's the term that like every Spanish character t- says to, to like their, their daughter. daughter or someone. Like, I just thought it was really sweet that they bonded. I like Veronica and Hermione's relationship, even though it has some lies. I mostly recognized it because I really like In the Heights. In the Heights, <laughs> and you hear it a lot, a lot in, 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 in the, the Heights, Heights because because a lot of the because it's like not half, but there's a, there's a lot of Spanish in there's it. There's a yeah, there's yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, Jughead really wants to save the drive-in. He goes to see the mayor. Yeah, we start hearing a heartfelt background story. We're starting to learn more. We he mentions his sister, who's a character in the comics. Yep. His family was poor. They used to yeah. have to sneak in. Yeah, this episode is we're getting a lot of Jughead's background, and I really like it because for a long mm-hmm. time he's just sort of been this cool character but we don't really know much about him this is heavy jughead and he got he's got the b story yeah but yeah we learned so much about him and you're like hmm, maybe he's not a ghost and, and it's, it's like uh, it's like unexpected because it's not like the main the main thing that's going on is definitely archie and grundy yeah um 
But then, like, you're learning so much about this awesome character, and he's such a good story. And they're doing it in a great way where they're, like, doling it out in bits and pieces. So they're not just saying, hey, Jughead has a story. Listen yeah, to it. Yeah. Like, they're actually letting us put the pieces yeah, together and figure it out. Yeah, he's pleading with the mayor, telling her that, like, I, I, like this place is super important to me. You can't, like, just, I, I want to find who who bought it. And that's essentially Jughead's thing. He's one, he wants to mm-hmm. find it. Uh so Archie's an idiot, and we start to get a little bit of inkling that Geraldine Grundy is not herself. She has a secret identity. Yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah, because we have Betty coming in and being like, look, she did not exist before a year ago. So last year would have been the, her first year at the school. Yeah. Um, so she did not exist a year ago, and Archie's like, no. No, it's, this it's is, fine. It's fine. And also, he talks about it openly now. He's just like, like, look, we're in love. You don't know what we have. We're together. She did not exist. Like, and they show a photo of a woman who's about actual Geraldine Grundy from the comics age being like, this is the only Geraldine Grundy I could find. And she died. And she died. And I'm just like, that, uh, that doesn't matter. I don't care. And I'm he, in love. Tries to get all friends and be like, I can't believe you looked this up. You're crazy, Betty. But you know what? This is not crazy. He no. should listen to his friend. No. Betty's, number one, also a journalist. Yeah. And he's like, how did you find this? What did you do? And then Veronica's like, we Googled. Well, also, first Veronica pulls out like, oh, dark net. Like, all this stuff. Like, now oh, yeah. he's Googled it. Yeah. Then no, you didn't. You sleuth-stirred it. Sleuth-stirred it. Come on. Come on. Get that going. Get the sleuth-stir going. <laughs> Make it a thing. I, I sleuth... Can you imagine if, like, many... Like, how'd you... How'd you find this? Oh, I sleuth-stirred it. And the Veronica's like, why did you... Why did you use Google? And Betty's like, we don't have that in Riverdale. <laughs> that one IP, all of our IPs are blocked from that website because people kept on Googling, is Miss Grundy a sex offender? <laughs> <laughs> we broke the, Remember when the internet went down? Um, yeah. Like six months ago? Yeah. That's why everyone in Riverdale was Googling, is Geraldine Grundy a sex offender? <laughs> and, and before that, the only real Googles that came from the town was, how do I build a robot son? Exactly. <laughs> you think Luke Perry would have like bookmarked the sites after a while? <laughs> no, but no. He, no. He's very good at like computers, but not so much about like searching things up. Not so much about search, search algorithms. Like most parents. Yeah, he's pretty yeah. much figuring out Robo Archie one circuit <laughs> at a time. <laughs> so then, Archie and Geraldine are on a creepy date in a place. <laughs> I think it's her house. She lives in a weird old lady house. <laughs> yeah, but he like, but he also said, "I'm sorry, this is the drive-in." I'm like, "So did you set it up?" Because they're watching just like an old movie it's on like a projected. six millimeter, proje- sixteen millimeter projector. Yeah, projected on a sheet. Yeah, I'm like, I don't. Was he like, "Hey, I have a surprise for you. Leave your house. Come back in an hour." Like, <laughs> yeah, like there's the entire period where he was setting it up, stringing it through, calling Jughead, being like, "Hey, Jughead, how do you um thread sixteen millimeter film?" And Jughead's like. I have so many more things I, to deal with right care. now. I don't care. I do not care. Please, Archie. I don't care. And then Archie had to Google it through. Well, no. <laughs> Sleuther it. Sleuther. He had to Sleuther it. He just op- he opened, opened up his belly. No, no. We d- right, the abs. abs. He opened up his pecs and started yeah. typing a couple things in there. <laughs> because, I don't know. When he thinks the internet doesn't, have, doesn't work, he has to like type it in like it's a phone. Yeah. And then he's bad at like trying to confront Grundy. And she just she uses sex magic on him. Because... And then, like, I mean, I should have gotten ahead of myself, but 
they talk about her going to Juilliard and how she had dreams and then the dreams yeah. didn't happen. I'm sorry. Like, obviously, she has a secret identity. Yeah. If she went to Juilliard, there would be a record of her. If you Google Aaron Weir, University of Calgary, or Aaron Weir, Queens, I come up. You can but, but, find but me. But once, once again, Grundy isn't her name. I know. So they couldn't have searched that up. But they tried to use that as an excuse. Like, oh, I didn't mean to be a teacher. So, and then Archie's like, oh, that's why they couldn't find you. Well, Archie's not smart. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Like, she went to Juilliard. Yeah. Uh, Betty and Veronica break into Miss Grundy's car. And it's so awesome because Betty knows how to break into cars because she works on cars with her dad. Yeah. Which I immediately was like, oh, she does work on cars. She's the only one who can fix Archie's car in the comics. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's the big thing about her is that she knows how to fix cars. So awesome that <laughs> they, like, found a way to fit that in. Yeah, so she, uh, which means she knows how to pop locks. So she pops the lock on the car. Um and then they and then they have the line, which is I don't think she's as clean as she says. She's like, well, you already know she isn't. She's, you know she's, she's sleeping with a student, and she's so she's sleeping with a student. She's lying about who she was. She's a sex offender ghost. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, you know she like you know other than the pedophilia and the uh, and the fact that she's lying about who she is. She's got to figure out how dirty she is. She's got got something going on. Then, for some reason, for plot convenience, Miss Grundy keeps a weird secret locked box in her car, which Betty manages to open with a bobby pin. Yeah. That holds her real ID. Yeah. And a gun. Why do you keep that in your car? Why is that in her car? Keep that in your house. But don't keep it in your drawer if your mom does your laundry. (laughs) Yeah, no, yeah. That will come Don't up do later. that. Until they find out that her real name is Jennifer Gibson. Which, again, they then could have gone and sleuthstered yep. Jennifer Gibson Juilliard. Like, but, this is really easy. Be- Betty, there's, there's, there was like an issue with Betty's uh, credit card. She couldn't get into sleuths at that time. Her, oh. her, her, her special, she's a journalist and Her mom had a figured out detective. what was going on and was like, no teen detecting for you. Yeah, yeah. And then they find a gun. Which is really revealing, but doesn't go to commercial. No. <laughs> no, no. It cuts forward, and now they're outside somewhere. I still don't know where they are. They're outside of a house. A house. Maybe Archie's house, but it doesn't look like Archie's house. Maybe Grundy's house. Maybe they're just waiting know. for him to leave the But then the Archie like, walks up the, 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 uh, the sidewalk, and they explain to him what they found. And like, this isn't like a witch hunt. They're like, oh, we don't know Grundy's not a witch. <laughs> she very well could <laughs> she be. Could this be is witch. Riverdale. She's a sex witch. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. And then he's like, I just, I, I just, let me deal with it my own way. Do you know what really, do you know what bugs me? What, how does Archie know that Dilton Doily had a gun? Because the first thing that Dilton Doily, they say is like, we won't tell anyone Dilton Doily. But apparently Archie knows that Dilton Doily has a gun. Psychic. Yeah. Psychic. I can't retcon that one at all. It's not no. like when they all knew that Archie hurt the shot. No, no. Because they told Dilton, no will. one will know that, like, like, we'll keep this a secret. Except, right. for, I guess, except for, I guess, for Archie. Well. <laughs> I mean, wait, no, Archie can't be psychic. Robots can't be psychic. He must have, like, done some robotic thing to figure some it out. Some sort of algorithm he, to put together the He pieces. was walking past that moment with his hyper e- hearing and was like, Dilton had a gun. But then didn't catch <laughs> then anything didn't else. didn't catch the part that was about him. Nothing else. <laughs> well, he's, I guess. He has good hearing, but he's dumb. So yeah. dumb. And then... Then the two best characters have a scene together. Is, wait, isn't the commercial before this? Maybe. Yeah, and then... It, yeah, so like... Oh, yeah, they, then I knew it yeah, was commercial, that's right. They have the big reveal... 
Then they have this other scene of the confrontation, which is a boring confrontation. Because nothing gets resolved. And Archie's just like, oh, figure it out. Yeah. Then commercial. Then commercial. Which is the second underwhelming reveal of the episode. They're We're pacing like, it wrong. Yeah. Like, just just a little bit off. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Aaron. Yeah, Kevin. What are you drinking? I have two drinks tonight. Oh. I'm drinking a can of um, Diet Mango Sparkling Soda. Okay. And I'm also drinking a stemless wine glass of a California Zinfandel because I'm really basic and that's what I like. Okay. These two beverages do not pair well together. (laughs) This was a bad choice. My favorite thing is you have one on each side, so you pick up one from one side, drink it, then go to the other side and drink that one. Well, you know, sometimes... Also, the mango is still in a can. (laughs) It is. I did not get a glass for that. No, no, you did not. No. How's the... How how is it? How is the... uh... The, it's good. He says it doesn't pair well, but... It does not pair well. The mango soda is quite sweet, quite delicious. The wine is also on the sweeter side for wine, but because wine is not as sweet as soda, it's making the wine taste bitter and the soda tastes aspartame <sighs> diet. Because it's diet. I don't know. I was at Superstore and I ran into a bunch of the med students <laughs> and they were like, Aaron, Superstore has this diet grapefruit soda. It's so good. I would buy it. Like if I buy it, I would never drink water. And then they bought a bunch of it. And then the next time I was there, I was like, I should buy that soda that they said they would drink a bunch of. Yeah, yeah. But it was the not trend there. Setters. <laughs> the med students are trend- the trendsetters. They're very smart. So they are at the head of every curve. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went to go buy the soda they had told me to buy, but it was sold out. So I got the mango instead. And every time I have subsequently returned to Superstore, <laughs> the soda has still been sold that's out. A, I mean, that's a good time for the soda. That's a weird story. They told me I have this soda that's awesome. I can't get it. <laughs> I, bought, I have this, this other soda This instead. is another soda. Would you like to try some soda? I don't really... No, I don't like the idea of this diet mango soda. Would you like to try some of the California Zinfandel? Oh, please no. Okay. Then we have our two favorite characters in the scene together. It's Jughead and Luke Perry Andrews. And they're awesome together. Yeah, they, this is a real scene between two real people. Who want real things. Yeah, they have real motivations. They have... Real, like, tactics. They have real things that they are doing in this scene. Now, Jughead's motivations are misguided, yes. but in a very realistic teenage way. He goes to see Fred, An- Fred Andrews. Well, he's desperate. Because um, the Andrews Construction Company got got the job yeah. of demolishing the um, drive-in. And he thinks that Fred he, has the power. Well, no, he, he just wants them to stall. Yeah, and he thinks he that says, Fred has the power to stop stall it. for a week. Yeah. Like, if you can just, like hold off work for a week and I can figure out who bought it and try to convince him otherwise. Like, it's clearly a very desperation yeah. move from and, Jughead. And it, it kind of reads like that. It's very realistic as a teenager that he's like, maybe Mr. Andrews, the best grown-up yeah. I know, maybe he can do something. And it's very clear when he gets upset after that and and goes from like, oh, so you couldn't help me? And he, and he gets upset, as which is a good reaction mm-hmm. and we learned that his dad used to work for for Archie Andrews but was stealing stuff from the company so he had to let him go so he had to let him go and Jughead and- obviously has a it's not overt because he clearly is cool with Mr. Andrews yeah but he still has yeah. feelings about it which is yeah. natural for a 15 year old who yeah. doesn't really know well, how to handle and also, his emotions also as we're like we're, we're like sort of working towards it makes sense considering 
the things you find out at the yeah. end. Look at that foreshadowing. Oh my god, they're doing something good. <laughs> they do lots of good things, but yeah. this is good. Um, then there's the bag of money scene. Yeah, Remember the, the bag of money? This is the third underwhelming reveal. So in this scene, we learn something huge. That bag of money. That we saw in the first episode. Yeah. That Hermione Lodge went, oh, Hiram, what did you do? And then we forgot about it forever. Yeah. Came back. It's being used to pay off the mayor. Yeah. What? So the, yeah, so it's, so it's for, it gave it to the mayor so the mayor could um, essentially. Make sure that Lodge Industries are the people who buy the um, yeah. drive-in. So it's not used to buy the drive-in. It's, no. I think some of it was. Maybe? Maybe. I don't... It's unclear. But but it's it's used so the mayor makes sure that they won the contract. Yeah. To get... The, to get the land. Yeah. The land is really good for, for some reason. It's yeah. prime, prime real estate. And once again, that is a pretty big reveal because that's Jughead's entire thing for this yeah. episode. It reveals what had to do with that money. It was still underwhelming. I don't know. I don't know. It's well, just, it also, it, also proved the mayor's kind of crooked. And maybe I needed a character I cared about more in that scene, but I care about Hermione. I think Hermione's awesome. Yeah. And I think she's stuck in a tough place. So I don't know. It was super yeah. underwhelming. Uh, Archie reconfunds Grundy. Again. In a better way. He actually tries to follow through. Yeah, until she gives the saddest sad story that has ever been sadded. Like, it is... So over the top. It is rote, and it is, like... Dramatic, and it's everything that Robo Archie needed to activate his empathy protocols. Yep. She cries while she's doing it, but you know what? Miss Grundy looks like she's going to cry when she orders soup. <laughs> so I, I don't believe her. I don't know. No, no, I, I, I totally do not believe no, her. No, she's like with, a lying liar pants. Yeah, no, it's a lying liar plant pants. She's manipulating Archie more with sex magic, and now when she was the sex magic doesn't work, she had to use emotion magic. Yeah. Yeah. Because even if she was going to change her name, why did she steal Mrs. Grundy's name? <laughs> yeah, there, there, there like, are, there are, there are millions of names holes out there in that story that you that can it, drive her v, VW bug through. Like, but, but thankfully, since since Archie is not a real human being, he doesn't he pick up those holes. He just hugs her. Yeah. As she looks to the side with her eyes open. Yeah. She's like, "Oh man, I can't believe he <laughs> bought that." He didn't ask any follow up questions. I would have been screwed if he asked any... Fu- <laughs> she had no additional if, part of that story. If he asked her name, if he <laughs> asked, his, asked the name of my husband, I wouldn't have been able to do that. Because we know Man. she can't lie. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and then... Okay, so we get a little bit of a nod back to the Jason storyline. But I have to ask you, Kevin. Yeah. Does Kevin Keller... Yeah. Not live in his own house. I think because he seems surprised by his father's murder wall. I th- okay, you mean his beautiful mind wall? Yes. Yes. No, murder wall is when you're killing someone. The beautiful mind wall is trying to figure something out. Right. It's a beautiful mind wall. Okay. Yeah. There's strings and there's yeah. faces and there's Cheryl with a pin and all those things. And Jason is in the middle with strings I, coming from him. I think he's as much like anti-teacher. He doesn't go into his dad's office. Like he walks in, he's like, oh. Hey, Dad. Also, his dad nice could, wall. Maybe maybe because his dad's finally working on the case. <laughs> he, he built just, it in one day. He just got it set up. Like, he just did. <laughs> That's possible. He's actually just, like, sitting back looking at it, being hey. like, huh. Hey, Kevin, did you know that police work is interesting? <laughs> it's mostly just been me and Jerry. Jerry. It's mostly just been me and Jerry talking about his grappling hook, and I'm glad that that guy's out. <laughs> 
this is the scene where we find out that um, Mr. Kell is cool with his gay son, which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, they, they decided not to do that. That storyline. Which, which I'm proud of them of because that is just mm-hmm. such a, like... Like, Such a trope. Yeah, and they could, like, and considering how much they go in for drama, I thought they were going to be like, well, this is an easy thing to do. No, no, Mr. Keller is super cool with his gay son. He informs him that he should not go into the woods with men because there's creeps because out there. Because there's murderers. <laughs> like, <laughs> Which, like... Like, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. But also... Yeah. You shouldn't wander into the woods <laughs> also, at the best of times. Also, I'm pretty sure he referred to his son as going out and either cruising or trolling for men. Yes. Then um, he asked him if he couldn't find a nice gay guy at his school. And Kevin continues to ignore Moose. Until, okay, we'll get there. Yeah. Uh, then there's this, okay, a just weird scene. This is scene. a really weird scene. Parent scene. Parent scene. The Coopers arrive. Oh, yeah. The Coopers arrive at the Andrews house. <laughs> the Ferry's Andrews house. And it looks like they drove there, despite the fact that they live across the they're, street. They're clearly off to someplace else. I don't know. And the, <laughs> Mr. And Mr. opens the door and they say effectively, hey, don't let Archie be friends with Betty. And Mr. McBerry Andrews says, what are you talking about? What is happening? I don't like this conversation anymore. And then Hal's just kind of like, huh? <laughs> like Shrug. Yeah. Look, I'm just writing this out until the prenup's over. <laughs> I want to get the car in the divorce. <laughs> Love that car. <laughs> I, I know that she'll do something crazy with it, like turn it into some sort of like Stonehenge thing. She's crazy. She's crazy. <laughs> it runs in the family. Yeah. Then um, Betty so, makes... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, I was just, just going to say, like, this Betty seems, makes some awesome yeah, arguments. Betty doesn't want Archie Dick Grundy for good reasons. And like, thank God show. No one wants the child predator to be with the teenager. No, I will say that like... They're, they, they're reacting in very weird ways with them being – like when they're in the car earlier, Veronica's like, are you sure this isn't just because you're still like Archie? And I think Betty should reply with, no, it's because a teacher has a sexual relationship with their 15-year-old student. And she is Veronica. emotionally, mentally, and sexually manipulating and abusing him. <laughs> yeah. Shut up, Veronica. You'll get your storyline later. Yeah. But yeah. she makes a bunch of great argu- arguments, and Archie's like, oh, okay, I'll deal with it for real. Yeah. Uh, the, now this is the lead up to the, the, the big event, which is their, their closing Their down party the, scene. Yeah, and we learned that um, uh, Miss Lodge has a date with Luke Perry Andrews. Which, like, I wish we had gotten the scene where they set that up. I think I, that would have been interesting. It, it very clearly is not that important, because all, all she says... All she says is, is like, because the most important thing is that she goes, I just think it's less conspicuous for me to go with someone than, like, by myself. I'm, like, less conspicuous. Oh. Foreshadowing. foreshadowing. The thing is, we had three Betty makes good points, Archie says he'll deal with it, Archie tries to deal with it scenes. Like, that happened yeah. three times. Yeah. And could we, we not have had a little bit I, more? I, I think we could, we could have cut out that, that Cooper and Andrew scene. Because... Miss Cooper going over and being like, hey, don't let Archie be friends with Betty. We already know that. That is a thing we know. Yeah, we're aware. We don't need to see her telling that to the dad. Because we know that the awesome Luke Perry Andrews is going to be like, all right. <laughs> Please stop this. Simmer down. Please stop. Uh, then we get to the scene. The the Okay. So. <laughs> Remember? 
when they told us that Betty had a diary? Yeah, and remember when they found the gun? Apparently they took it. Apparently they stole the gun. Like, Miss Grundy wouldn't notice that. Betty is so smart. Like, she's obviously so intelligent. But she's a bozo. She's the most bozo-y. She stole the giant revolver and hid it in her drawer when she knows that her mom puts clothes in there. Which is crazy. Okay, by the way. It is crazy that her mom does her laundry and puts her clothes away. Yeah, no, that's that's pl- that's plot specific. But you know, yeah. I mean, I believe but, but, that but, family. But Betty but knows like, that. Betty knows that. Betty continually tells her mom things <laughs> and does things in front of her mom when she knows that her mom is nuts. Yeah, like I don't understand. I don't even know why they took the gun. I mean, like maybe and if they were they, going if, to like, t- like why didn't they bring if they? I, I know what you're gonna say. I assume you're gonna say like why didn't they take the gun and bring it to like the police? Like have Why test? don't they take it to Veronica's house? I oh, assume that enough. they panicked because they realized their fingerprints were on it. But show us that. Yeah. I mean, I guess they didn't want to. It's so dumb. Yeah. I don't know. They should have taken the gun. They should not have taken the gun. <laughs> Why? You know what they could have done? Why did they take the gun? They, I think it was wrapped in a cloth. They could have wiped off their fingerprints with the cloth it was wrapped in. Or even, even if, like... Or just leave it there and do nothing. Makes no sense. It makes no sense. But they have the gun and Miss Cooper freaks out for good reason. Fair enough. Yeah. She found a gun. But her first thought is like, diary. Which tells me my daughter's diary. Which tells me it's not the first time she's done that. It's just been a while. Yep. <laughs> so she rushes to the diary. Yeah, she's like, what's this gun doing here? Oh, I know. My <laughs> daughter has a diary that she... <laughs> just go read, read that. I'll just go read that. Like I do all the time. She know, you know she reads her diary. And you think Betty would know that her mom reads her diary. <laughs> no, she doesn't realize it. Betty's not smart. When it, it's just like when she enters her, her room. All <laughs> she like, loses all of her smartness. Well, all of the sage fumes that her mom comes <gasps> walking around just like makes her dumb. That's why her mom was smudging the sage. Oh, it's because, a <laughs> means of brain control. <laughs> oh, man, this show is awesome. Her mom is a witch. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, God. It's great. <laughs> All right. I, and you know what? I thought Ms. Cooper would be thrilled that her daughter might have killed Jason. It's true. <laughs> she have hates been like, Jason. Oh, come here. You did good. Don't worry. We'll, hi- don't worry. we'll bury the gun in the backyard. Mom? Excellent work, Elizabeth. <laughs> you did good. <laughs> and now it's time for the drive-in, which is really popular considering how it's a dying drive-in. I guess it's the last night and everyone wants to go. but I guess. But, like, it's not like there's any... There's no promos. Yeah. I don't know. So everyone is there. The party yeah. is a bumping. Yeah, they're watching... Um, Rebel Without a Cause. Rebel Without a Cause. And then I can't even. Like, so many little things happen where I'm just like, what is... Ha-? Like, Cheryl drives yeah, let's, up... Let's, her- let's, let's take a moment by moment. Okay. Cheryl drives up and decides to hang out with Veronica and Kevin. And she, like, parks which, her car perpendicular to theirs which, and then just leaves it there. Which, I mean, to be fair... Yeah. Kevin and Veronica are confused as well because yeah she's been terrible up to that second i mean they were sort of friends last episode but cheryl is the worst flopper and she's insane yep so she forces them to hang out with her i forgot we're enemies i get upset really easily i want to cause chaos she's (laughs) she's like chaotic neutral she just wants chaos so now she's causing chaos by doing something good yeah now she'll hang out so she hops in 
Yeah, eventually, like they, we see the Southside snakes, and they're all being like rambunctious, and Kevin but, like, tries to quiet not them. That rambunctious? No, but as rambunctious as anybody else, presumably there is being. And then Veronica stands up, and she's like, "Hey, I'm gonna stomp on a snake with my sassy shoes." Yeah, because Veronica's good at ranting, and the best thing when you're you know threatening a bunch of gang members is to talk about how rich you are. But it shuts them up. <laughs> but it shuts... Well, because everyone else honks. and like, yeah, yeah, you did good, Veronica. <laughs> you said a thing. Because when Veronica... Because Veronica says everything that people in the real world wish they could do and gets the way that she wants it to be. It's true. She rants at Cheryl. She rants at Cheryl again. She, she rants, rants at, at the Southside Snakes. She rants at Chuck. Yeah, and she gets... What she wants. What, yeah, yeah. She is a wish fulfillment character for... Anybody who's like, man, I wish I could stand up like that. And she will always get the good result. Yeah. Uh, La- uh, Miss Lodge and uh, Luke Perry Andrews are on their date. They reminisce a little bit about high school. And then Lodge is out of there. She's got to get some more popcorn. Yeah. Wink. Wink. She has like six text messages in a row and says, I got to get some popcorn. <laughs> and Luke Perry Andrews is like, I'll come with you. <laughs> because he's awesome and is... Yeah. Suspicious. Yeah, because there's gang members right there. Yeah. And she's like, no, I have to powder my nose. And if I were Luke Perry Andrews, I'd be like, that's cool. I have to pee, too. <laughs> we can pee and then get the popcorn. It's great. It's going to be great. <laughs> but Luke Perry Andrews does not do yeah. that. And then Miss Cooper. Crazy's on up. Yeah, she crazy. She crazy so hard. She crazy so hard it steams the window. She comes up and is like, ah. You have to come with me. It's about the children. And then Luke Perry is like <laughs> nervous, but mostly resigned. Well, because he's because he's a good parent. He's like, I should go and not hold the fact that you're crazy against you when this could be a real thing. Yep. Because he goes with her. Yep. Uh, we pretty much figure out that what what Miss Lodge has been doing is that she's just giving money to Southside Snakes, and Veronica is perturbed by this, as she should be. Yep, because her mom. Told her a half truth before, but yeah. like a reasonable half truth. Yeah, truth. Veronica's a child, and her mom's trying to protect her. But anyway, yeah, yeah. So her mom clearly knows the leader of the Southside Snakes. Yeah. Skeet Ulrich. Skeet Ulrich, looking rough. Looking rough. But still, seen... still looking skeety. Still yeah. looking like Skeet. I haven't seen him in a show for like eleven years. So I was like, oh, he looks old. And then I was like, oh, the last show I saw him in was in two thousand and six. I will so. say, when you see him later in the day, he looks, he looks a lot better. He was yeah. just, it was just shadowy, and he was, you know. Being growly. growly and threatening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, and so intercut through all of this crazy. Yeah. Oh, no, wait. There's a little bit more crazy. Oh. So Veronica and um, Cheryl send Kevin off to get them more popcorn. Yes. Which doesn't really make sense. Yeah, because- what? Yeah. yeah they're- <laughs> no, 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 no. Sorry. You're... I was about to... They tried to send Cheryl away. Was, yeah, Cheryl, and then Cheryl sends Kevin away. And for seven... Because Kevin is a wuss, he's like... Okay, okay, I guess I'll go. Which is just throwing Veronica under the bus. And, like, I thought... Like, screw you, Kevin. I thought Cheryl was doing it for, like, a reason, but there's no payoff. Nothing happens. No, no, no. They just sit together. Yeah, they just sit together until Veronica eventually also leaves, which means it's just Cheryl sitting alone in the back of the sheriff's... Truck. Truck, which Kevin borrowed from his dad. Yeah. <laughs> so Kevin goes off to buy uh, some popcorn. Yeah, and he's, one- it's to just, like... Let's well, eat so much. He's then, he see, then he sees Moose making out with his girlfriend. Presumably Midge. Midge? Yeah, and gets sad because he is a dumb person. Because he told Moose not to be gay. Because he told Moose, yeah, yeah, he told Moose not to be gay. At like, which point. He stopped being gay. He stopped being well, gay. okay. I mean, yeah, you know. We know that's not how that works, but come on, Kevin. Yeah, but yeah, Kevin, that's your fault. You said, 
you express yeah. that you were not interested in him. And then Kevin is approached by a south side snake. <gasps> one of the ones that he went shh to earlier. And you think, oh no. And also he says... Chaos. And the south side snake says, who we learn eventually's name is Joaquin, uh, says, not so tough without your beard. And I'm like, he's openly gay. <laughs> Friends and beards are not the same. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Do, do we want, wait, do we want to finish up? Yeah, let's finish this and we can go to the intercut because the intercut stuff is more important. Okay. Um, so, cut to later, just in a random, like, chain link fence somewhere, Joaquin and Kevin are making out. Making out. It's cool. They got, a little, they got a little Romeo and Juliet thing going on because yeah. uh, Joaquin rolls up his sleeves and there's a snake on it with, in the shape of an S. So, so, Kevin gives Joaquin his phone number and is like, use it. And then he's like, Keller? Like, Sheriff Keller? And then Kevin's like, are you okay with it? And Joaquin's like, this is end of his sleep rolling yeah. up. Are you okay with this? Snake tattoo. He's like, I won't tell anyone if you won't tell anyone. Romeo and Juliet. That and- confused me in a lot of ways. Like, <laughs> so he did not know that he was Kevin Keller, the sheriff's son. But he did know he was gay. Yep. From the way that he shushed. I suppose. I guess. Or the looks he kept giving Moose. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know either. But but maybe maybe are gay people really good at picking out other gay people? Because I know I'm really bad at it. So. I too am bad at it. <laughs> because strange enough, you can't tell someone's sexual preferences from looking at them. No. Weirdly enough, that's not something you can do. It's not how it works. Not how it works. Except for in Riverdale. Except well, for- okay, Kevin, why are we asking these questions? We know that everyone's psychic. Right, sorry, of course. So he just read his mind and was like, you're thinking about you- boys. <laughs> I like boys. You're thinking about boys, and not in the way that Luke Perry Andrews think about boys and how to make them better. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> That's what happened. Uh, and okay. now actual dramatic things are happening rather than this weird one-off stuff. So intercut with all this weird one-off stuff we just described. Yeah. Um... First of all, Grundy is just hanging out at the school at nighttime. <laughs> He's always there. I don't know. Yeah. And Archie shows up and he gives her a gift. He gives her a bow. It's, and uh, it's something by, that he can't afford. Yeah, like a cello bow. Yeah. But um, it turns out that he pawned one, one of his guitars. Okay, how, how long do you think this is from the beginning of the school year? Because I think at le- it cannot be more than a month. Yeah, I think this is week three. No, this episode four? This is week four. You think it's This w- is a month week? in. Okay. All right, so... A month. So it's been a month yeah, since the I beginning of the year. So. Um, and he's just gone into music. How many guitars did he buy in one month? Right. Where did he get the money for the original guitars? Yeah. where did? Because his dad was just own, – he owns a concrete company, but not – or a uh, construction company. They're clearly not well off. No. He he works in like a, one of those can trailer things. Yep. Our Archie doesn't have a job. No. His only job was construction. Yeah. And he was going to work with his dad throughout the year doing office stuff. But he specifically said he wasn't doing that because of football. And music. And music. I don't – did he steal the guitars? <laughs> did he steal the bow? Does Robo did, Archie know how to steal? Did Robo Archie make the guitars using his ingrained <laughs> guitar making knowledge once, you know... Activated. What, yeah, once it's been activated, he knows how to make his own guitars and he just sold them. That seems accurate. Yeah, all right. Yeah, all yeah. right. But he bought a, a cello bow from his Grundy. Yeah. But then it turns out that his trigger word was used to engage his programming of logic. Yeah. And he tells Grundy that he doesn't think they should be together anymore, and their music lessons have to end. Yeah, which which I'm which I'm I'm going to guess is also a signal for we should not 
do anything else. He says, the bow is to remember me. And she's like, oh, I'll never forget. So, I mean, I don't know why he has to talk in metaphor because there's no one around. Yeah. But, but, he, but they talk in metaphor. They talk in metaphor. And then... They hug they, in, like, a pretty chaste, like... Yeah. Platonic hug. But it was bad timing. Because in storms Alice Cooper. <laughs> Ready, because school's out for summer. Whoa. Whoa. And then he leaves, and unfortunately, Alice Cooper Betty's mom comes in after that and is a lot <laughs> less interesting. <laughs> Alice Cooper comes in, and for the first time ever, I'm on her side, but she is super aggressive about it. Her response is bad. Yeah. Because she's not actually dealing with this in an appropriate way at all. She's not looking at the fact that a teacher is manipulating a child. She's just like, see, see, I told all of you, Archie's bad. Archie's bad. Look how bad Archie is. Look what he did. Look, it's his fault. I'm like, seriously? He is a child. The villain here is Miss Grundy. Yeah, Yeah. and Miss Cooper's upset that Archie got seduced by an adult, and Archie's going to be like, no, no, it was all me. And and Miss Cooper's like, yeah, yeah, see? Ah." I'm like, shut up. And then Luke Perry, so I wrote everyone's response is batshit. I don't know that Luke Perry Andrew's response actually was. Luke Perry is- He's pretty understated. Luke Perry Andrew is trying his best not to have someone kill someone else in this scene. Yeah. Yeah, he's like- Look, this is a difficult situation. Can everyone, like, settle down? But, of course, Miss Cooper is riding high on that, I don't know, the sage she's inhaled. She's using her witch powers and, like, going insane on adrenaline. Like, it makes no sense. Yeah. And Miss Cooper, like, this would have been a good, like, I would have been on Miss Cooper's side if she wasn't crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, Wow. Because <laughs> she's right. Like, yeah. this is bad. And, and this would have solved the problem so well if Miss Cooper didn't do it in this way, which caused Betty to go, I'll tell him that I broke into the car, and, and then stole what? stole the gun. And- yeah, look how crazy I am. I'll out-crazy you, Mom. Because <laughs> Betty goes full dark, no stars. Yeah, she goes dark, no stars. <laughs> <laughs> And so everyone's crazy, and yeah. finally Miss Grundy's like, like, how would I just leave like everything? I'll, I'll just quit and move out of town tomorrow. Which, like, as much as we obviously want like justice and like these things, I think that is a more realistic thing I can imagine. Yeah, of just yeah. like, look, how about you leave? Because because um, he's very uh, Luke Perry Andrews is very clear. Like, yeah, no, she should leave. Mm-hmm. because she did something very illegal and we completely forgot when she told us she was a sex offender. Turns out that was a thing. No so one that, was, that was our bad. No one was paying attention. Miss Miss Lodge wasn't here. I was in the middle of building a robot. <laughs> Miss Cooper was insane, as we all know. So just no one followed through. Yeah, so no one and followed through really this. it'll be really easy for her to disappear because she's not Geraldine Grundy. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Which, I, which I'm still not sure if... I think Betty wrote about that in her diary, maybe. I don't think she had time. <laughs> she had time to put the gun in her room. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. So maybe no one knows that she's not Grundy. Maybe that's information that didn't go out. But, I mean, it clearly did because everyone's psychic. Yeah, so everyone knows. Everyone's plot psychic. Like, it's... I would say that, like, what's happening in the scene is a reasonable enough response. Yeah, the the end of the scene. Yeah. Is I mean it's going to be super suspicious that she disappears with no notice, but that's fine because she's not Geraldine Grundy. So yeah, uh, then we cut away from this very dramatic moment to uh, Kevin Keller and his dad getting home to find out their home has been busted in and, and someone he- stole someone stole his beautiful mind wall, <laughs> which makes no sense. Which isn't that dramatic either. I'm like, I mean, it's not like there was important like like that sucks. <laughs> yeah, you put all that work into <laughs> it's it. It's like someone it's like someone coming in and just like cutting a painting. It's like what. 
This mo- What did you- Why? Why did you- You didn't even- You just wrecked the place and took down my wall. I worked all night on that. And that's the thing. It's not like the- It's not like the wall is a bulletin board and they take the bulletin board with all of the, like- conclusions no, that just, he came to they just ripped down the they pictures just ripped it down and i'm like he can put it back up yeah and like he's like he's keeping evidence here i mean he might be it's, just, it's he's the only cop exactly but, he <laughs> might not have an office we've never seen it but like i guess it's dramatic that their house is broken into but the fact that someone came in and tore it on the wall is like not well, that dramatic yeah and it clearly was a south side snake yeah obviously yeah i mean it might they, not be but i think it I but think now it they're a thing so yeah, now they're a thing so he, so he loses his beautiful mind wallet and worked all night on because now he's actually doing police work. So then Veronica reveals to Hermione that she knows what she just saw. Yeah. And Hermione owns up because she's a pretty good mom. But well, then she's like, Veronica, you are a child. Adults deal with this. this. I will say that this is a hard turn for Miss Lodge because up to this moment, I thought she was like – she did not like Hiram, and she was against what Hiram was doing. But this one makes her seem very, very complicit. I think she was complicit. Because she, she says to her, look, this is business, and what we have is because of your father. <coughs> and so, we, so like, she definitely had to have been somewhat into his, like, she knew he was stealing money. Well, yeah, from for his, sure. <sighs> Hiram, what did you do? That was when I knew that she knew some stuff was going on, and now she's stuck in it. I did, I did think that. I thought, now I, she has I, I, to I deal with this. Like that, she, like, at that point, she knows that he sold money, so when a lot of money she like comes up, she's like, oh, God, he just gave me some money. See, I saw I saw it, see it as her being like, oh, great, now I have to do a thing. What, what, how I thought that money thing would have gone was that it would have stayed in her closet for a long time, and then at one point she's like, I have to use this money to, like, help something like there's something going on i don't mm. want to use this money because it's dirty money but apparently that's not it apparently she is complicit it's complicated being rich kevin it's hard but you don't sweat so yeah. that's good um then luke perry andrews is so great yeah so flesh dad luke perry oh my god he, 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 so robo archie's sitting in the car and flesh dad luke perry comes up and opens up the door and I'm like oh this is gonna be a tough talk and it's just like, look, like Archie, you're not. You're not all the terrible things you just said you were. Said you were. This is a bad time, yeah, but it's the, gonna be okay. Then he comes out and they hug. <laughs> and then I cry. And you cried. <laughs> oh my god, it was so good. It's very, it's very important. But like, this is this is a good step in the programming of Archie. Yeah. That he's now learned this. He's. Learned... I mean, I, I mean, that's the same reason why you know he had to make sure that Archie kept hanging out with Betty. Robots need to. Condition with humans. Like, exactly. No, Betty's teaching him to be a human. This will teach him to be a human as well. Betty taught him math when he, or no, to read when he was little. <laughs> yeah. Now this taught him that sometimes adults do bad things. Yeah, and it's not your fault, it's not Robot your fault, Archie. Robot Archie, yeah. that an adult human did a bad thing to you. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, I'm going to cry again. <laughs> really hiding it behind a robot and flesh dad does not make it any, okay. No, it's so sweet. Uh, cut around to the third parent-child uh, relationship. And that was Betty and Miss Cooper. And Miss and- Cooper is not great. Oh, no. Miss Cooper... Miss Cooper's going to be spying on her daughter a lot more lately. <laughs> and then... <laughs> and then... Then Betty says to her, Say my name, Mum," Which comes out of nowhere. And I was worried he was going to be like, Heisenberg. Because <laughs> he's like, Mom, say my name. Who I am. I was worried there was going to be some really weird, twisted, terrible reveal where Betty was actually Polly. 
<laughs> and I was like, what are they going to do? You're like, what's happening? This episode's been too good. <laughs> <laughs> too much good stuff has happened. Something bad. And by bad, I mean like a bad plot point that does not pro- progress yeah. anything. So it's like, it's like we should have been like, oh, like, oh, Betty and Miss Cooper are getting closer together. I'm like, no, they're not. No. <laughs> Betty's still crazy. Miss Cooper's also crazy. But- Miss Cooper going to spy on her. But we know that Betty's crazy because she has a new diary, a yeah. black diary. Yeah. Well, yeah, like, Betty, stop. <laughs> I, well, I think... Look, keeping a journal is a good thing. It can help yeah. you with a lot of things. But you are te- you are you have had problems with diaries. What I'm hoping is because now she has this new black diary, she's going to keep two diaries. Ah. One for her mom to find. And, wh- and one for the, 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 the Polly diary for when when her alter ego comes takes out. Takes over. When she needs to go dark, no maybe stars. The, maybe the Jacqueline Hyde situation and she is both Polly and... Betty. Maybe. That would be crazy. Oh. oh this town's getting weirder. <laughs> so this... And then the best thing ever happened. Is this... this is the chair. Because <laughs> 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 Betty's about to write in her journal, and then she stops and thinks. <laughs> and she goes to the window. <laughs> and looks at the Andrew's house. And Archie is just sitting in his window he's staring at her window yeah, he's sitting in a chair about a foot away from his window and he obviously moved there which raises so many questions does he just have a viewing chair for Betty's room why was he sitting there what why is there a chair there what is he doing at that moment how why what where and when when did all what there's, so, there's how a... long has he been sitting there <laughs> So we literally laughed for, I want to say a good, like, 45 seconds to a minute, like, prolonged yeah. laughter that would, like, dip and then and, raise. And I think that, that scene is just Betty, like, texting Archie, being like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, big. No, it's okay. And I'm like, okay, open up your window. <laughs> just talk to each just other. Just talk to each other. Instead of staring at each other, texting <laughs> each other, you weirdos. Uh, then the episode ends. With a Betty voiceover. Yeah. And now I have to cry again. So, Kevin. No, no, no. First we do Miss Grundy. Oh, right. I don't have to cry about that. No, because it's so... Because Miss Grundy says, I'll leave town. I'll pack my bags immediately. And I'm like, okay, she's ready to go at any moment. So that's clearly a bad thing. And then we cut in and she's like wearing her... Like a ses- sexy summer outfit? I think it had to have been the same clothes she was wearing when she first saw Archie because she also has the heart glasses yeah. on. And she drops them down. To look at Reggie and... Blonde jock. Other guy. <laughs> Walking past. Yeah, she gives them... Showing off all their she, arm muscles. She gives them the same look she gave Archie. And it's like, okay, yeah, no, Miss Grundy's terrible. She actually she, she just wants actually to play is, with teenagers. Yeah, she actually is a sex offender and everyone forgot. Yeah, yeah. this is insane. Yeah, that is a prediction that is correct. <laughs> We were right. She is 100%. A sex offender. Yeah. She only yeah. sleeps with the teenagers. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. It's that's so bad. a weird scene. And then she leaves town. Presumably she will be back because that's such a weird like, like, exit. three episodes because the show paces weirdly. Yeah. Maybe she'll be dead. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, now it's the sad part. Oh, my God. So cut to... Jughead. Jughead. You, you see the um the film reel roll out as he it does his last roll. He packs up some things. He has yeah. a picture of himself and his sister when they yeah. were little that he throws in his bag. And then as he walks out... The camera pans down. And there's a bed in the projection booth. Yeah, there's a cot there. So not only was Jughead 
like working he, there. He, he kept saying, he's like, it's like home to me. Yeah, it is his home. It's That's his where home. Jughead lives. <laughs> Jughead lives in the projector booth at the Twilight Cinema. And then, he, oh my god. And then he comes out and it's Skeet Ulrich there. Who's like, like, hey, you can't live, they're going to tear that down too. You can't live there anymore. And, and your thing is like, oh, well, I mean, these people were hired to like destroy the property yeah, essentially. Yeah, so they're just like sassing. So, yeah, so like, like they know each other, definitely. And then Jughead, because so for an episode with terrible, underwhelming reveal, like reveals, there's so one good. really good reveal, which where Jughead just says, where where um uh sorry, uh, Skeet Ulrich says like, well, what are you gonna do now? And Jughead just says, I'll figure it out, Dad. And then Ooh. walks off. And then that's the end. Then that's the end, which adds so many things to the Jughead story. So obviously this is after so, sad. so after his dad got fired, he. Went to the Southside Snakes. And became their leader. Became their leader. Um, then, like... Jughead left. And they're so or... they're so estranged. Like, his dad was destroying the place that he lived. Mm-hmm. Knowing that that Knowing would that make... he lives there. Yeah. And, like, obviously he knew that Jughead yeah, lived there. Yeah, and he's there. sort of like, what you gonna do now? I don't know. I'll figure it out. And then they just walk away from each other. So it's... Like, Jughead has such an interesting backstory, and we're just getting it now. Four episodes in. This also confuses me. Why wasn't when they said the Southside Snakes, why didn't Kevin Keller said, oh, they're the gang led by Jughead's dad? Because everyone knows everyone's business in Riverdale. Well, they would definitely know that the Jughead's dad runs the Southside Snakes. Because Jughead's dad used to work for Archie's dad. It's not like he's a secret dad. Yeah, because Cheryl, when she showed her the photo, could have been like, oh, yeah, that's your mom talking to... Jughead Jones Sr., the leader of the Southside Snakes. Jughead Jones second. Because Jughead Jones is the third. So you're right. So Jughead Jones is the second. Has he just changed so much since he became the leader? Will we see a flashback to 10 years ago when he looks different? People have to know who he is. It's crazy. It it, it took a lot. It takes a lot of like you being like, what? To be like, how did I not know this before? Because it's definitely just them being like, Let's it not needs reveal. to be a reveal. Let's not reveal this information. All of our other reveals suck, so let's make this one yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. And then Jughead wanders off, and we go to credits. And he needs to go live with the Andrews until Mo- Molly Ringwald comes and wrecks everything. I mean, the problem there is clearly that even that they have Archie's room, they have you know Mr. Andrews' room, but then they have the robot assembly room, which is not a place for a child to sleep. But Archie could sleep in the robot assembly room. I guess that's fair he enough. He doesn't need to sleep. But <laughs> he then, he, then he, he can't look at Betty anymore. He does, yeah, it's true. It'd be Jughead and Betty. And Jughead would <laughs> be like, why is there a chair facing that window He'll, like, where Betty is? Like, hey, Betty. Hey. What? Hi. <laughs> He'll open the window and talk to her. <laughs> He's like, no, no, no. We text. What? Why? What? Why would you do that? Happening. That's weird. Kevin, I know the storytelling was bad and clumsy, but it's still... Well, no, no, this is what, I want to. This is what upsets me. I feel this is what upsets me is that like it go, it has it's so uneven because the Jughead story was amazingly told. It was amazingly mm-hmm. well paced out, even if it was just one episode. It was paced out really well over the episode. We weren't hammered over the head with fact. He 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 didn't like like even though like um the uh, Skid Ulrich's Jughead Jones the second mm-hmm. um says to Jughead like. Like, oh, they won't let you live here anymore. It seems a little bit like, oh, you're referring to something we already know. It helps in that moment because it re- it puts a rapport between them that he knows that he lived there. Exactly. It's not reinforcing. It's not yeah. being like, hey, the audience is dumb. Let's make sure they get yeah, it's, it. It's, it's not like when Veronica went up and explained that Betty became Polly in that yeah. moment. It was a very well done 
like entire sequence of events is going to the mayor, then he goes to Aunt Archie, then he goes to Mr. Andrews, Luke Perry Andrews, mm-hmm. and he, finally, like he loses everything, and we didn't even realize how much he was losing. It's the thing that when you go back, which we're doing right now, which is awesome, you see so much more things. He's talking to people and trying to like the the reason why he's so desperate to save this is because it's where he lives. Mm-hmm. He's literally trying to save his home. Oh then he then he God. then he writes Jughead Jones was here. On the wall. And away and he goes. He goes off into the night, into the daytime. So, Aaron. Yeah. Did you find yourself a CW moment in this episode? So many CW moments. A CW moment, for those who don't know, is a moment where drama overtakes logic, logic and reason and any sort of reliable thing. So, we already spoke about my CW moment, actually, but I think my CW moment is when we open on uh, Archie and Grundy's creepy basement date. (laughs) Because the more we talked about it during this recap, it makes no sense that this date exists, how it was set up, what it is, but it's, you know, if she wasn't a child sexual sexual offender of children... Um, it would be like a really sweet, cute date. Yeah, yeah. But like the fact that it has to be at her place, he can't set up at his place. But he, well, there's the projector. Was it her projector? Was it his projector? Why is that? Hap- what is happening? What is happening in this there, scene? There are so many questions, and I don't think the show was trying to make it cute. I think the show was trying to like, yeah, bring up all of these questions and all of this weirdness. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I do, I really appreciate that the show all along has been like, nope, 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 nope. No. Right. And this just sort of reinforced the no, 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 while being like a very typical CW moment. All right. What about you, Kevin? Did you find a CW moment? It, it has to be when Betty stole the gun. It has to be the fact that she took that gun. Yeah. Like, wh- like why? There's no reason for her to do it. There's no reason that, like, like, she was such a logical character for all those things. The fact that she would take... What she presumes to be a piece of evidence. Like, she, she, when they take the thing, get that gun, they think that it was the thing that shot Jason. Jason. Yep. And she takes it and puts it in her room. If her mom had not read her diary, she would, she could have thought that Betty shot Jason. Mm-hmm. Because the gun that maybe it ended up being that was in her room with her with fingerprints, her fingerprints all over on it. it. Yeah. Like, it was such a like a bizarre thing for that character to do. Like even if you hide it behind, oh well, she's a teenager. I, th- I think they would just leave the gun there. Yeah, I think she would panic and leave it there. Yeah, because she didn't take she didn't take the license. And they also didn't really need her to take the gun for her mom to find out what was going on. No, like, she could her have mom could have just found the diary. Yeah, her mom could have just read the diary. Like I assume she does. Yeah, that which I completely believe. <laughs> which that. I don't know if they wanted to try to make Miss Cooper uh, less crazy, but. By giving her more motivation? To read her d- diary? I don't know. No, she could have just walked in, put some clothes away, picked up the diary, been like, <gasps> because... And then ran off into the night. Because you know what? I would believe that, because yeah. Miss Cooper's terrible. Miss Cooper is bad <laughs> We can say bad on the show, right? No. <laughs> oh, I okay. said it a lot. <laughs> It'd be censored every time you said it. Hilarious. <laughs> When will Miss Grundy return? Where will Jughead live? How will Dilton ever be able to save this town from all the psychics, robots, witches, sex offender ghosts, and normal ghosts? For the answers to all this and more, join us next week on Mystery, Outsiders, and Abs. A teen drama fan cast?